Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Many bolts and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate everything from the Star Wars galaxy and much, much more. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with Caitlin M. Bush. Hello there. And Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. With us once again is our reprogrammed Imperial interrogator droid, AZ-00, also called Azu. Yeah, uh, I'm good. It's uh, it's going good. I'm going to help out with uh, canon connections and fun facts, stuff like that. So you're giving me something to do. Oh, yeah. Finally, you're useful. Yeah. All, you right, know, right. Nah. Uh, all right. Take it all down. Right. All right. I'm sorry. Take you're it right. down. Right. Be yeah. polite. He, okay. he has a point. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, Azu. Thank you for your service. If you're coming back to our podcast or if you are listening for the first time, welcome. We are grateful to have you. We're recording on March 1st, 2023, and we're ready to jump into the season three premiere of The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. It's here. Woo! <laughs> And after that, we're going to touch on the latest episode of Star Wars, The Bad Batch. They call themselves The Bad Batch. Woo! But before we do any of that, let's go to some news on the march. News on the march. Caitlin and Bush, what do we got? Well, Brian, we don't have a lot. We have two new episodes (laughs) of Star Wars on... Disney Plus, but uh, before we started recording, Matt, you did point something out that I had forgotten was a controversy uh, is the wrong hot word, but issue? a question, yeah. a hot yeah. button issue, <laughs> and it's the man with his finger on the pulse, finger of the pulse on the pulse. Thank you for recognizing that, Caitlin. Really, yes. truly, pulse and the pulse. Uh, what 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 do we got here? What we, what's yeah, going on? Not a lot of news this week because, like you said, there are two new Star Wars shows premiered, so it was pretty quiet on that front. But uh, Dave and uh, John, uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, were out doing a lot of press for the show. Obviously, course, good friends, Dave course. and John. <laughs> our good friends, our, Dave our and John. Good you know, buddies, good buddies, fans of the show, friends of the show. Um, but they were out, and there was this whole controversy about uh, uh, somebody misunderstood an answer from John Favreau about the timeline of the Mandalorian, and I think he mm. was saying that there's been two years between the the seasons or production of The Mandalorian, and a lot of people misunderstood that for two years in the actual canon timeline of the show. Yes. And this is the two-year gap between when Mando ends up in season two and then when he shows up again in Book of Boba Fett. So a lot of controversy. I think a lot of people wanted to run with that narrative that there was this two-year gap. But really, I think it's just a few months, days. Who cares? Really? Who cares? You know? uh, Who cares? We yeah. have more Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much what you're saying is a lot of people got pissed for no reason. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people got pissed Shocker. for no reason. <laughs> that, that makes sense. It's the internet after all. Would that mean do anything for you guys? If there was like, does it matter to you if there's how much time hap- uh, between end of season two and when we saw him again on Boba Fett? If anything, I'd be curious about what they were doing in between everything. I'd read a, <laughs> I'd read a comic book, you know, series about, yeah. about their advent, their misadventures. Right. 
if that's what they wanted to do, then great. If that's the story they wanted to tell, then okay, thank you. <laughs> you know? What is pretty clear to me, they flew they flew out of Boba Fett and pretty much flew right into this. Well, I know, and I, and just to be clear, I think it's the two year gap between end of season two and when he comes to Boba. So he wouldn't have the Starfighter yet. He wouldn't be with Baby. It was how long was like uh, Baby off training with Luke, and when he was alone, like that. Yes. That oh, yeah. So there was like people were thinking Baby and Luke were together for like two years. Exactly. Yes. I should have said that maybe up top. That would have been more clear. No. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> It's me. I'll say the problem is me. This is. I think that's probably the uh, uh, relevant to the confusion that a lot of people had around this quote and the mis- the misconstruing and the out of context and blah blah blah. We we are also guilty of that same thing. Oh, we're part of the problem. Yeah, we're part of the problem. Yeah, I mean, you know like this. <laughs> but also people's fascination with just wet Mando showing up for two episodes of Book of Boba Fett. I think to this day people yeah. are still a little. Uh, Confused, uh, you know, there you yeah, whatever. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> we all are, but just enjoy not, it, all right? <laughs> I'm not angry and I do enjoy it, but I'm like, there's something they're like, well, that was always planned. I'm like, was it? Was it? it? It's it's becoming one of those BJ Hughes things where I'm like, someday I'd really love to hear the true story of this, and we'll probably never know. We but, never yeah. will. Yeah. And you know, never I I honestly I there are other Never say mysteries. never. That are yeah, a, yeah. never's a long time, yeah. isn't it, Caitlin and Bush? And that has been News on the March. With that, we're going to charge into Chapter 17 of The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. Ooh, 17. But see, now, what was the chapters oh. in Book of Boba Fett? Those are different Ooh. chapters. You know, yeah. like the story. The chapters, the story. Chapters, episodes. Yeah. yeah. Overlapping universe. Different book. Different book. All right. Anyway, yeah, different book. Different book. Yep. Different book. Yeah. There you go. It's a different book. It's a different book. Yeah. It's a different book. Different it's book? a different book. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different book. book. It's a book of Boba Fett. So this yeah, episode exactly. is brand new. Uh, you know. Um, this, <laughs> anyway. You, this episode is brand new, as Caitlin just said, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it. So be warned that we're about to get into severe spoiler territory after the spoiler klaxon is heard. Spoilers will come fast and loose to sound the klaxon once again. Is Verena Herzog. Yes. <clears throat> I was playing Breath of the Wild on my Switch Lite, but I will take a break to see the baby. Isn't it great to be back? Bounty hunting is still a complicated profession, and now this has turned into a complicated heresy. Sound the spoiler klaxon, and what is the Arcaitlin ambush? There is a clear order in which to watch Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 1. And then listen to our podcast. Here we go again. Punch it. But bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Wow, 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 wow. Ooh, I wow, missed that. Wow, wow, wow. Can you already hear it? Oh, wow, 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 wow. There's something about that, and it's just the punt. Oh man, I, I mean, I, I said this a little bit before the show started, but man, I was hyped when the music started. It was it an experience, got me going. Feels like we're coming home, y'all. Uh, yeah, it's provocative. No, it's not. It's it gets gross. the people going. It's, it's disgusting. disgusting. That's enough. 
Well, anyway, The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 1, also known as Chapter 17, premiered on Disney Plus on March 1st, 2023, directed by Rick Famuyiwa and written by Jon Favreau. What is Similar it, to the book of Boba Fett, the score is being written by Joseph Shirley with main themes still by Ludwig Göransson. Mm. And we're off pretty immediately. We open with the armorer, played by Emily Swallow, and the first scene is water and her pouring something into it. I'm not sure if this is thematic, if it's tied into all the talk of living waters under Mandalore, or if it's just water. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, really I guess we'll see. Colts. Colts. I, I could be reading too much into that. Um, <laughs> but we see the children of the Watch have found a new base of some sort. It's in this sandy cave and on this beach. And she's making a helmet. She's not just making a helmet. She's making a little helmet. For a kid, and she goes and and all surrounded by many Mandos around her, including Paz Vizsla and other Mandos of many colors. And there are a couple other young ones there. And she starts to baptize this kid. Mm. And is something really creepy about a helmet, but a small one? Yeah. In terms yeah. Of now that we know a little bit about their deal and the indoctrination ways, so like cults do. They get them young. Mm. And so we then get a full chorus of this is the way before a big, stupid Star Wars monster. Right out of the gate, not wasting any time. Lashes out and ruins the baptism. <laughs> no, uh, don't you hate when that happens, you know? We got death rolls. We got we got Mando struggling. It's great. Right no, off the I bat. They all look a little rough, you know? It's just yep. like. Uh, yep, that's great. That, I, just, I love the the panoply of the the pal the palette of colors here. Yeah, yes. especially I, I'm pretty sure I saw your uh, mythical orange helmeted one. Was he the there? Mat. I was looking. I I didn't see him. I was looking. I one don't know. Okay. I saw I saw them in one shot. I saw a, a green helmeted Mando that yep. also looked like the battle pack. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the but, Lego battle pack. And, if, if 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 anybody's new here, not yeah, really. the Here's. Lego Mandalorian <laughs> battle pack. <laughs> Try it today. Get caught up in it. But it's this huge squad of Mandos now trying to take this thing down with all the tricks they have. They're using grapples, flamethrowers, lots of blasters. And I, they're they're really trying hard, not really getting anywhere. And I, I found myself saying, it's like, well, Din Djarin and Cobb Vanth took down the Krayt Dragon. You know, you can't take on this thing. Okay. Right. Yeah, Do you guys, yeah. like, you're kind of bad at your jobs, but that's yeah. yeah. They had an army of, of, uh, of Tuscans and yeah. villagers to help them. But in any case, um, I don't know about you guys, but I thought this was a flashback and that the kid was Same. Din Djarin. And mm. then I was irritated by the casting choice because I was like, that looks nothing. Like, typically Star Wars is so on point with its young casting choices that I found myself being irrationally irritated by the casting choice for what I thought was young uh, Kylo Ren. Pedro Pascal. I could believe that. I would believe that kid would be young Kylo Ren, though. Yeah. I heard young Kylo Ren was shredded. <laughs> was shredded. He had but nope, that. it's not a flashback because right as Paz Vizsla is using his, what do you call it, a Gatlin blaster? I don't know what it is. Sure. His, yeah, his Gatlin blaster. That sounds good. Yep. Um, we see these huge blasts go and, and the Mando theme jumps on in and Mando flies in on the, we see the N1 blast in, as Ugh. I said, with the theme right, right along with it and just starts blasting the hell out of this beast using the same 
I don't know if they're torpedoes or what. It's the bigger guns that the N1 has that Anakin yeah. accidentally Yeah, those are like a proton torpedo or something. He usually uses yeah. one yeah. shot on this it's thing, like, really. We'll try this. Yeah. And take this. And this. <laughs> um, well, those those things. What, what, crocodile didn't I, stand a chance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and <laughs> the beast is toast. And then Mando lands the N1, opens the cockpit, just turns and looks at them all. And then Grogu pops out of his little port, and I thought he was going to wave, but he didn't. No, he just gave, like, like a what's up, you know, like. He's a little gentleman, a little gangster, a little gentleman, a little, little gangster. He yeah. gives a Misa back. <laughs> <laughs> and cut to, da-dum, title, chapter 17, The Apostate. Ooh. And we're back. Apostate, I've also, it's, I think. Apostate? Apostate, apostate? apostate here. I think. I've heard it. Heard it. Uh, that's called the whole thing. Uh, sure. Yeah, ways. <laughs> but just in case you were curious, the dictionary um, the di- definition. Yeah, the diction of apostate is a person who renounces a religious or political belief or principle. Mm. Can also, Matt. I know this is your favorite part of this. Can be used as an adjective. So, if I were to describe you as an apostate Mandalorian, you would be a Mandalorian who has abandoned the way, or what some of them think the way is. I think this is hmm. kind of BS okay. because and co- like calling him an apostate and saying what he does is heresy because they're a splinter group. Who are how, who made you the king of Dirk? It's yeah, there's like, there's like 13 of you. Come on. Like it's uh, a cult. Yeah, of course. They're going to have weird religious things. Yes, yeah. you're all going. You're all getting the same sneakers and like getting the same knapsacks and like drinking the same Kool-Aid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he once went by the creed and took the oath. So I. I kind of get it, but as Werner already said, the heresy here is complicated. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, it's incredibly unhealthy. And uh, don't do drugs, kids, is like basically the entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. a little weird. Uh, uh, <laughs> there it is. You heard it. <laughs> Caitlin, and Caitlin, That's the you coined away. that term. <laughs> I did. Yes. You, yes. you coined the term don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. So, Instead of, I mean, that's the new, new, the proper response. If I were to, to, this is the way, that's the proper response. So, Caitlin, if I were to say, this is the way, you'd say, don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> See, that makes all the sense of the world to me. There we yeah, go. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yep. Yep. And, and honestly, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do drugs. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Mando then has another one of these talks with the armorer. And a lot of this we got in. Book of Boba Fett, but there's a little bit of retreading here just yes. in case. Catching up. Audiences yes. didn't watch that. Yeah. This is just like, hey, just stopping by to make sure the helmet thing's still not cool, right? So like, we're even still though like, not I killed the chill. alligator with the torpedoes, it, you know. Okay. It's a scene coming later. It's like, well, you're with the you're with the little critter again. By the way, how'd that happen? It's like, well, it's a long story. Don't worry about it. It was another show. It was. Last year. You can find it on the same streaming service. It's pretty Look, great. It's right, it's right there, Carl Weathers. <laughs> You're going to love it. This is everyone's, do I have to watch Book of Boba? It's like, no, you get to. It's why Why do you not want, I, I, uh, I don't on. understand I don't know. that. Anyway, he's talking with the armor, and even though we, we're, we're all a little mad at the armor, or I'm kind of, I don't trust her, I've had her. She's I still love so Emily cool. Swallow in the role. I know. Yeah, she's great. That, the, the character is fascinating and she re- reiterates the only way he can regain his status as a Mandalorian is to bathe in the living waters beneath Mandalore 
which is something, Matt, you know all about that, don't you, Matt Romano? Oh, yeah. There's a great spa treatment. Wonderful for your skin. <laughs> yeah. And this is specific, specifically happens in the minds of Moria. Um, sure. Right. Oops. Specifically. The minds of Mandalore. There you go. And dwarf <laughs> doors you. are invisible. I'm glad I'm not the Sorry. only. I knew that you would have that exact same. Uh, yeah. Every yeah. time they said yeah. it, I thought, Moria. Yeah. Yeah. No, but this is a problem because... As we know, Mandalore was bombed to hell in the Purge, and it's thought to be poisoned. Mando has this green crystal with some inscriptions on it that a traveler supposedly found there, but all that proves, he thinks that proves the travel is still possible. The armors, all this proves is that it's poisoned and we can't go there. If he wants to go find out, she's like, go do it. This is the way. And then speak friend and you shall enter. <laughs> Invisible while closed. Why doesn't that surprise me? Um, and, and then it just, yeah, it just goes off into the Moria sequence. So this is re- really what this episode is setting up, his his multi-pronged quest to get to Mandalore, which mm-hmm. may or may not be poisoned, and to find out where he's going. And the side quests that will stop him along the way. Yeah. It's like that's that's going to it's a quest, but there's there's little sub quests. <laughs> this is the way. Don't, don't we, we got a lot. We don't got more to, a lot of quests and more to do. A lot, yeah. lot more questing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not. You think the quest is go into that house, get my frying pan and bring it back. End of quest. This oh, absolutely is not, not the beginning of the Witcher no. three. The first that he's just going to go. Well, before you get the frying pan, you need to make the eggs and the eggs are on this planet. And then, and then when you get there. <laughs> Um, no, there's a lot of steps before he, he plugs the bucket, dear Liza. So, okay, zooming off from, well, we don't know what the name of that planet is, but I'm curious if we'll find out. Mm. After this, we, we're in hyperspace. Mando's asleep. Grogu is looking out of his little port, and he sees he sees these shapes. And at first I'm like, well, those look familiar. And uh, on rewatching the scene, there's no mistaking it. These are Pergil. Who are also flying in hyperspace, utterly gorgeous, and the first time we're seeing Pergil in live action, first introduced in Star Wars Rebels, and proved pretty pivotal in that series, and will almost certainly be important moving forward. I thought this was such a beautiful little scene. Yes. The visuals, the music, you don't see them full out, just that they're flying alongside. If you in know, you know. Yeah, kind of yeah. yeah. It takes a second for you to see what, yeah. see what you're if seeing. You, yeah. If you've never watched, if you've never watched Rebels, you're not gonna know what the hell is going on. All you're gonna know is that Grogu gets a little, a little nervous, and so he just slips into his his uh, Momdo's arms and and uh, while he's sleeping, and is just like, I just, I need to be cuddled right now. So, Caitlin on Bush, do you think, say you've never seen Rebels, do you think, well, this is a, a beautiful, weird little fun detail? Yep. Um, and just, you know, wait and see. For Rebels fans, it's, oh, and for people I excited see. for the Ahsoka show, it's double, I, I see. Can we get a mind blown for this? Like, I can't believe yes. that no one's oh. done it yet. Come on. Absolutely. Well, you, 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 you beat me to it, man. Mind but- blown. You also just want to do it, but okay. I want but to also, do it. it's fantastic. We love, we love anyone who is a, a friend of the show knows we love a pergil. So we love oh. a good pergil. Yeah. Pergil have helped us out many times. Yeah. Um, and I just, I thought that this whole, everything about the scene was absolutely gorgeous. It's my favorite scene in the episode. Agreed. Um, and not just 
because they're Pergil, even though that probably helps. Matt Romano, yeah. yes. No, and come on. I mean, this has to be the first clue that we're going to get some kind of connection to the Ahsoka show, like we speculated, whether it be Thrawn or Ezra or something. Like, yes. we're going to yeah. get a good tease for the Ahsoka show. Absolutely. We had some speculation about that on Twitter today that's going to be coming up later in Real Talk. Fantastic. So let's Gorgeous. put a little space pin in that. Space we're pin? Be coming pinned. Back to it. Yeah. Space pin. They, they're just like real pins, but they're in space. They're in space. <laughs> There'll be whales here. I also had to throw that in. <laughs> Sorry, real quick. Now you can move on. Okay. Hump, humpbacked people? Whales, Mr. Scott. Oh. Back to Navarro, now a hyperlane port in the Outer Rim. It has gotten yet another upgrade. It keeps getting nicer and nicer. It has a band on the street, a little yeah. folk band, Matt. Love it. I, I imagine you love this little band. Oh, they're busking, you know? Well, like, it's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, there's a culinary droid serving stuff up. It is thriving. We get a good look at the IG-11 statue that we saw in the background in season two, but now they go right up and say hello to it. More on that in a in a little bit. And then we meet re-meet High Magistrate Grief Karga. Always welcome Carl Weathers. Baby, you got a stew going. Wonderful. And as this place gets nicer, his wardrobe just keeps getting bigger. He's as expected. Got, he's a man of taste. Yeah. yeah. He's he's got this giant robe now, and the train of it is lifted up by two little droids. <laughs> And and I don't know how to feel. I have I have feelings about this, but like, but well, I'm just the, like, what are they? They're so cute. But I'm just like, is this all they are? Exactly. Yeah. You know what that really reminds me of is from Rick and Morty. Yeah. The, You're talking about the butter droid. What is my purpose? And so I'm talking about the butter droid. What is my purpose? You you pass butter. Oh, and that's that's the only thing that I think about. When I was yeah. looking at those droids, what is my uh, purpose? You pass butter. What is your purpose? I carry the cape, and the 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 robot is just immediately so sad about it. Oh my god! From the from the get go, and I imagine that that's exactly what this is a, a conversation that Grief Cargo has had with these robots, and they're they're just sad about their lives, but they seem clean, they seem happy. I I, I can get behind it, I guess. I'm wondering, Caitlin. My my mind immediately couldn't couldn't help as it always does when we meet new droids that seem to have just one purpose is, are these the stars of a droid story? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly yes. yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we'll see if, if I, I, as far as I could see, even Queen Amidala in her most extravagant things didn't have little droids like this. <laughs> it's very grief cargo though. It feels very on brand for him. Yeah. 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 It's appropriate. Yeah, he's yeah, he's not going to not wear the cape. Like he's wearing the cape, so he needs a solution oh, and the solution are droids, you know. Yeah. That's it. It's a it's a full-on <laughs> gown. It's a veil. I would even say it's a blanket, vest. you know. It's yes. it's three steps away from Space Santa Claus. <laughs> um, but I love Space it. Santa Claus in my mind looks like Carl Weathers, so yeah, it works. There you go. Um and he's always packing. Uh so he has this this nice scene with Mando. He says he can look. Things are great here. I can give you a little piece of land. You can settle down, hang up the blaster, retire pretty much. And ask, also ask Mando why he's still with the quote unquote little one. Mando tells him what the name is. And Karga's like, yeah, OK. OK, whatever. <laughs> Thinking, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not I'm not going to use that. Not going to remember that. <laughs> like Thanks. most of the fandom. It's like we'll we'll try. But 
you know, and then he gives them a very brief rundown of why they're back together. Like we already said, go stream the other show. Um, Carl Weathers uh, inter- they're then interrupted by pirates who are trying to get into the former saloon which we know is now a school we have a Nikto named Vane and he's working for <clears throat> Captain Gorian Shard what a name and Karga may have used treasure earned working with this pirate captain to build the school we're not sure yet how that really went down these dudes want the saloon back. They want mayhem. Vane thinks Karga's gone a little soft. So there's this little standoff in the street, complete with coat-moving holster reveals. Karga gets the draw easily on Vane, disarms him. And if you think that's it, it's not, because the others then, they all just open fire and Mando <laughs> and Karga shoot them all down with ease, except for Vane, who runs away. I thought this was, and we'll, we'll, uh, Azu is going to give us a rundown of all the different species we see. Here. Okay, because they're all terrible. Yes. It's all the terrible ones. Yeah. Yes. Well, not, yeah, uh, kind of, right? Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> and also, uh, uh, just <laughs> consequences of my actions will not come back to haunt me at a later date when we let this guy <laughs> run off, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ain't nothing bad going to happen as a result of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, even I was like, well, surely. Surely that's the that is, and they never saw Vane again, except <laughs> ten minutes from now. <laughs> um, so now, right after this, car I, maybe it's on his mind. He offers Mando the job of marshal, which it's like, come to think of it, forget about that farming thing. Do you want to be marshal? And we, we get have an a opening. slight. Yeah, By the this, way. this is the only answer we get as to what happened to Cara Dune. It's not. What we thought is like somehow Cara Dune died. (laughs) (laughs) Cara Dune went back to her home planet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and was never seen again. I have to go now. My planet needs me. Now, Karga says that after they all brought in Moff Gideon, she was recruited to, quote unquote, special forces. That's it. Mando says nothing else about it. We don't. I assume New Republic special forces as far as I don't think there's going to be a show coming out called Star Wars Special Forces. <laughs> I don't think that's Rangers of the New Republic. I think that's just it. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, she's in some kind of black ops now, and that's it. Or or is it? Do you think, uh, question Matt Romano, do you think this is the last time we'll ever hear of Cara Dune? You know, I have two minds of this. One, yes, I think this is the last time we hear of Cara Dune because I think if they brought back her character and somebody else was playing her, it would just be, I don't know, too messy and too noisy. Like, I don't think they want that that attention. But then on the other hand, like, this is a good way if you're going to bring that character back to put some distance between the two actors and, you know, bring Cara Dune back in a comic book or something down the line, you know, and there you go. Or, or a show by an, a different actress. But I, I think that if we're going to see her soon, absolutely not. Well, I was I was thinking what you were thinking is that they could wrap up her story in in just a book. Yeah, be like she's in special forces and kill her off that way, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, because she's a cool character. That was always like the shame of it, you know. Like she was a cool character would have been interesting to continue in, in this story. So nothing against the character. I would love to see the character come back. No, I I like the character a lot. Thoughts on this, Caitlin and Bush? I agree fully with you guys. Uh, it would be great to see the character's story wrapped up. However, this feels just like a a nice little 
Uh, here's a one-liner, little bow on top. We're done. Yeah, moving move on. on. Yep. These are not the droids you're looking for. Thank you. Yep. yep. Move along. Yeah. Move along. Move on. Move on. By the time we got there and they mentioned it, I had forgotten about it or that we're even thinking about that. So yeah. Yeah. More. More will be revealed on that, maybe or <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Mando turns out is here on business. Of course, he's here as part of his uh, multi-pronged quest. He needs a droid to help him on Mandalore because, as we know, if it's potentially poisoned, he's going to need a droid to help. But not just any droid. He trusts droids again, but not necessarily every droid. He wants There's to stick with the one droid the he one first thing. trusted. Yeah. Yeah, Caitlin Ambush? No, I just, I'm, I'm, I was very happy that this was a point that they pressed because it's like, yes, of course, he's, he's still working through his trauma with droids. He's still trying to figure out however it is that he can trust them moving forward. But for this very important mission that defines his entire continued existence, potentially, he's going to go back to the first droid that he ever decided to trust. Yeah. uh, The droid that protected, protected Grogu, that, that really helped the sacrifice himself. Yeah. Um, had that beautiful scene of seeing him yeah. without his helmet. Um, was vulnerable with this droid. So yeah, I think you're right that all of that's built into it. I also love that they return to this. The statue uses some of his IG's original parts, and Mando says he wants to bring him back. Karga's like it can't be done. Mando says I wants to try, so he does try. And all I don't know. I was like. When did Mando get so good at rebuilding droids? Uh, yeah, also, like, I was like, Mando, like, like just, just get a new droid. I think he exploded. I'm pretty sure if we go back and check the tape, I could, like, freeze frame it. And we could, yeah, it was like, just yeah. get a new droid. You know, that BD droid was really nice uh, on Tatooine. You yeah. could have got him, so, you know? You, some Somehow, IG-11 returned. <laughs> All right, sure. There have Let's been crazier returns in, in Star Wars than this. Well, and, and not to speculate and get ahead of ourselves, but in the trailers, we've seen uh, R5, you know, like uh, along for the uh, one of these he episodes. Know at least. R5 as much yeah, as but, you know, maybe we'll, yeah, I would like to see him get R5 before IG-11 comes back. Why don't you want IG-11 <laughs> back? What is this? I don't know. Well, I didn't say I said Romano, I, what is this? <laughs> I mean, what? What is what? Brian's I don't like, want to unpack or? this. Yeah. What is? I want you to unpack this anti this this anti IG eleven behavior. No, I'm into it. I'm into it. Let's do it. Bring it back. You know, t- yeah. tell your face. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I Get think. I think bringing yeah. back Taika Waititi. I feel like it's a. Uh, it's a. We're, we're still moving forward. I get Matt's hesitance. Like you know, we're we're moving forward in the narrative. Let's not look backward. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They see Caitlin always has a way of saying things more eloquently than I than don't, I do. Don't don't, <laughs> don't think she's not co-signing your BS. Okay, all right, but I, I but I when when he does come back and it's awesome, I, I take all this back immediately. So yeah, I'm already I'm, he yeah. does, I'm just gonna put that he out. He does there. manage to turn him back on. Yeah. It backfires immediately. Still voiced by uh, Taika Waititi, he reverts to his old programming. So of course he immediately tries to shoot Grogu. Poor, poor baby. Um, eventually they take out this half of I one half of IG 11 with reverted programming by Carga's um, droid knocks a bust of himself on top of the <laughs> malfunctioning IG 11. Now that's using your head. And we get, <laughs> it's like, Oh, 
It's like appearing at Caroline's next week. <laughs> Excellent. But, but, but even better than this moment was when Mando was like, I think it's old programming came back. And Grief Karg is like, no you think? shit, my dude. There was a, a, a more goof, for lack of a better word, goofiness in this episode than I was expecting. Yeah, especially because same. Is helping with that a lot is our next scene um, <laughs> where, okay, well, we have the dre- best droid smiths around. That's if you can't do it, we'll take it to them. <laughs> so Mando and Karga take the half of IG-11 to a bunch of Anzellans who the are Babu the Fricks. Babu Frick species. <laughs> and there are about three of them and they're in this little shop. <laughs> it's like Mando's looking around. It's like, where's the shop? And it just looks down. It's like, it's here, except it's it's we. It's yeah. like a little... Yeah, he made him a little one, like a little hole in the wall. It's like the yeah. tiniest door. And it's the best it doesn't thing look in the like, entire world. And then there's there's much ado and tomfoolery inside inside with the Anzellans and Karga interpreting them. He's kneeling down and, and talking through the door. It doesn't look like he can get in this door. So I'm wondering how Mando got in the door. I feel um, like there's a latch Mando. on the ceiling or something, you know? Yeah, like yeah. he had to come Came up to the like floor. top down. Yeah, there's something. Um, the, all of these Anzellans are played by Bob, Babu Frick actor Shirley Henderson, which is nice. Um, in Rise of Skywalker, I know. it's. The, I think, to my knowledge, it's the first time they did this. She did the puppeteering and the voice at the same time. Oh, wow. Darling. So I'm wondering if they did a similar thing here. So this is just for fans of Babu Frick and what cold-hearted person is not. This, Who couldn't this be a fan of of the the legend Babu Frick? Honestly, I mean, I'm honestly just upset that one of these guys isn't Babu Frick. Like, just right? make a Babu Frick, you know? Just yeah. sort of Matt, Matt Matt Romano with 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 <laughs> said with love. I think if one of them was Babu Frick, you'd say there's too much connection. That's too much. No, you know no, no. In this instance, it's like you're just tripling <laughs> down on Babu Frick. So just give me Babu Frick. Come on. Maybe one of them sense. is Bob. Maybe one of them is Bobby. I Frick. hope we one of them know. is. I mean, it's like you know on. what you know what it made me think of is a, a little bit is well, okay. We met Babu Frick. We know that that he that Babu Frick worked on droids. Was good with droids. So yep. now all Anzellans are just yeah. going to be good with droids. Kind of like every time you see carbon freezing now, there's usually an Ugnot there. It's the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Carbon They're good at it. Being worked on by Ugnots. So. Well, you need you need carbon free. You know, get. It. I don't know if they're going to do that, but who knows? But it's fair. Anyway, I they, also may hate may may hate it if it was Babu Frick. I don't know. I mean, that's fair. All right, moving you on. Absolutely <laughs> would. It's, what, <laughs> it's adorable, no matter it's what. It's adorable. Yeah, who cares? That is the key thing, Caitlin Ambush, is that the little house and the little door and everything is and Mando is, sitting all hunched over like he's and, in a dollhouse. Yes, I could have used some clanking of his like banging on stuff. Yes, we didn't need. This to turn into Noises Off starring three Anzellans. <laughs> what they need, and they're not into this. They're like, this can't happen. But um, what they're like, okay, we need a memory circuit to move forward. So they're on this as Mando flies off again. They may find it and then tell Mando where it is and he'll get it. I'm not quite sure what's happening here. That's kind of an open-ended question from the episode. I have a theory. Yes, Matt Romano. Ooh. I have a hot take where he Ooh. gets the part. Uh-oh. Sound it. And I think it's pretty obvious. 
he's gonna get it from the Jawas on Tatooine. Because they planted that seed last season, and we thought it was gonna come to fruition in the finale of, I'm um, actually not last season, Mando. Last season of Boba Fett, they planted Ooh. that little seed that the job wouldn't get him anything because they got him all the stuff that he needed for his starfighter. That's so true. it makes sense. He's going to go back to Tatooine and talk to the Jawas and they're going to have it, but they're going to be like, it's at the top of a mountain and there's a big monster that guards it. And you got to kill it and so give us its us. head. And yeah. <laughs> you, Matt, I hate that you're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I big Jawa adventure coming right now. Yeah. That's yeah. that's storytelling. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right there. there you he's go. already name dropped out because that's where he got that green crystal supposedly from Mandalore was from Jawas. See, there uh, you go. More. The Jawas more said this came from a traveler unless the Jawas sold him a bill of goods. Mm. Uh, and we know because we see Peli Mato in the trailer, there's going to be a return to Tatooine at some point. Um, yeah. There so you I go. think. I think that's that's a that's a that was that's kind of a great take. Oh, thanks! A sound hot yeah. take. Who would have thought? Yeah. Still got Guys, it. It's a great take. <laughs> Still got great it. Um, take. Cock of the walk, baby. Okay, <laughs> baby. Anyway, it, it's it's up in the air because Karga does say he's like, if they can't find it, nobody can. But also, Dinjarin said, "Well, I'll go and get the part and bring it to you." So yeah, Caitlin, you said it's up in the air. It is a little bit. Anyway, Mando flies off. He's attacked by these pirates who we thought we'd never see again. Yeah. It's Vane and a new group of a-holes. They interrupt him. He was in the middle of showing Grogu how the ship works, like Rick Ollier and Anakin Skywalker. Um, <laughs> you catch on pretty quick. And we have a really cool dog fight. It's nice around some asteroids. It's nice that it's all in, in space um, instead of, you know, atmosphere or something like that. I love that. And Mando is being guided towards the main cruiser, uh, which is apparently captained by Swamp Thing. Thank uh, you yeah, for making cool. that reference because same. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we we get, and I think this is my, my new main man. <laughs> this is. He's pretty this cool. Is, this is, this is not replacing Dr. Mandible, but he will easily <laughs> fit right in, in my Dr. Mandible series. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's half. It's half like a Swamp Thing, half Davy Jones from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. The the, the pirate metaphors are strong all all over the place. Yeah, one of them. I mean, Vane says a vast at one point (laughs) flying at him. I was like, wow, really? Um, So anyway, this big green algae guy is is Captain Gorian Shard, played by Nanso Anazi. And you may remember him from Game of Thrones, the live action Cinderella and many other projects. He's been around and he's great. So happy yeah. to have him. Uh, you, I didn't recognize him at all underneath all of this green crap. But he's, <laughs> the performance kind of goes through it. I'm like, okay, you're 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 a star. You are a star, sir. And Mando gets the better of him, blasts away, and he pretty much never trusts a pirate. And he's like, done with this. Goodbye. I won't ever see you guys pissed. again. Again. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm pretty sure that uh, Captain Gorian Shard will return. And if I could just say, you know, I always made a big thing about boats in Star Wars. I think you might have heard of it. You know, like how I always wanted to see the high sea it adventures. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, you know, so this isn't necessarily boats, but we are getting like the ship has a deck. You know, I like, the, I like how their ship had a big force field roof because there's guys under there like Very swabbing. Cute. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of... All it's missing is like a big wheel. This ship needed Pirates. a big wheel with some spokes. You know, yes, it, it, it is. It's it, it is pretty very flying Dutchman, isn't it? Yes. If anything, it is. Gorian yeah. Shard needed a hook. 
for yeah, a ham. Yeah, exactly. Or like a parrot. Maybe he has one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we don't know. I'll tell you, I'll take Gorian Shard over Admiral Trench any day. Well, <laughs> there's a lot of fun moments with Grogu, a.k.a. Yoda Baby, Yoda Baby, Yoda Baby, <laughs> in this episode. So let's enjoy a round of something we're calling Moments with Baby. Bad baby. Oh, bad baby. Sorry about that. He's young. Yeah, bad baby. Things that Yoda Baby does in this episode that are adorable. He force spins in Grief Karga's chair. He force grabs a candy from Grief Karga's desk. Mando at one point throws him to Grief Karga, who catches him, and it's very cute. And then in the Anzellan scene, he's continuously trying to hug them. He really, really wants to hug these Anzellans. So this is a perfect match of, of a, of, a Babu Frick trying to hug Yoda baby is like adorable meets adorable. And it's a little bit of an overload. Were there any other moments that stuck out to you, Caitlin and Bush or Matt Romano that I am forgetting? I feel like every time he was on screen, you know, he, every noise he makes, I mean, there is just the cute factor is overload. It's just good to yeah. be back with him. I think, and we mentioned it earlier, you know, when uh, he gets a little, I think a little spooked by the Pergils and then crawls into his mom does arms, you know, it's very, yeah. it's all very sweet. It was yeah. it was sweet, and I, I I'm just the 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 Yoda baby backlash will pro, will happen at some point. It's probably already begun, but I I still find him just charming and adorable. And and, and I else. liked how they just use him. You know, like the audience wants the, wants to use them. Like just make him hug, make the two cute characters just hug. Thank make you, it cute, <laughs> please. <laughs> But another thing, they use him in a very interesting way. I was I was going to talk about this on a little bit, but I'll just do it now. In that, um, as Mando has to teach him things, he's like, okay, this is a Mandalorian castle. This it's is adorable. the deal with this. This he's, is the deal he's, with this. He's really embraced the, the, you are going to become a Mandalorian. This is what you need to know kind of yes. thing. You are a foundling. Yeah. And at the same time, though, as he tells these things to Grogu, we're learning them too. Yeah. We don't yeah. know what the hell this planet is or what that castle is, but we're learning as Grogu learning. So it's it's character and it's exposition for us. So it's doing the two things at once. Yeah, there you go. Which is it's pretty smart. It's a it's a it's a fun way to do it. I think. So is yeah. Grogu the narrate the point of view and the narrator of the season? Uh, I mean, I, I think know. Grogu. We've talked about this before. I think Grogu is the Mandalorian. <laughs> Grogu is the title character. He is he the is, Mandalorian. He is the actual Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I get think his... Paz Vizsla is the title character. <laughs> it's the, the show all along has been about Paz Matt, I can't believe you're th- you're betraying your orange helmeted conspiracy Mando away oh. this, this soon. Well, that's why I don't think we've seen him yet, because that orange helmeted Mando is actually Grogu in a adult sized body in the future. Uh, <laughs> a very large body for okay. his species as far well, as I know. <laughs> as an excuse to get as far away from this conversation Whatever as possible. That was, yeah. Here's a fine time to go to a zoo who's gonna come in and give us some further canon connections and Easter eggs seen in this episode, Azu. Okay, uh, familiar species and droids, Anzellans, Nikto, Weequay, Trandoshans, a Twi'lek, a Gran, a Mon Cal, an Iktokji, a Klatuinian, 
Protocol droids, a culinary droid, Kawaki and monkey lizards roaming free in the trees, not being roasted on spits anymore. Mm -hmm. You haven't gotten there yet, but the planet Kalavala in the Mandalore system is not new. This is one of nine planets in the Mandalore system, and it is a pull from Legends. A Hydean Way is mentioned, Karga mentioned Beltus, which made me think of The Expanse, but maybe that's me, you do you. Shard <laughs> Ship, I think you already mentioned it, but it kind of looks a little like a Hammerhead Corvette. We are reminded that Moff Gideon is receiving a tribunal from the New Republic. There's also one dank ferret from Mando, and a Poodoo from the Anzellans. And finally, <laughs> in the ending credits, Mando body actors Brandon Wayne and Latif Crowder are now listed as guest stars in the oh. end credits. So Ooh, that's all the ones I found, uh, but I'll be on the lookout for more. Thank well, you, thank God you got the poodoo one, Azu. That, I mean, I don't that know what we would have done yeah. without that one. Yeah, no, yeah. Azu is always on the lookout for yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So, um, got him. Now, got it. now, now, also, I'll be appearing right after Din Djarin at Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so Mando pulls up on Kalavala, which was just mentioned by Azu, um, a planet in the Mandalore system, and enters a Mandalorian castle. And we know it's a Mandalorian castle because he tells Grogu that's a Mandalorian, Mandalorian castle. castle. <laughs> There's that exposition. Appreciate it. Thanks, yeah, Mando. That's what I have. And the interior definitely... Looks Mandalorian, especially, do you notice the relief carvings mm -hmm. on, on the walls? They look like they're right out of the Clone Wars. Very yeah. pretty. Like they're okay. right out of the, the, the main throne room. Bo-Katan Kreese, played by the great Katie Sackhoff. What do you hear, Starbuck? Nothing but the rain! Is lounging on a throne. She's just, and not in a, yeah, I have power and I'm cool kind of way. She, she's laying on it and like, I'm done. She's tired. Um, yeah. Like, I have ceased to care. It's like, look, Anakin, look how many f**ks I don't give. <laughs> but you know what? I appreciate she gets up every day, she puts on the armor, and she sits in the chair. You she know, sits she in the chair. The it's work. the dedication to the depression <laughs> that I really just like admire. Ambush, <laughs> just like you, Matt Romano. Yeah, the Some dedication. days like me, right. we're depressed as hell, but we get up and we put our armor you on. do the work. in the damn chair. <laughs> Um, oh, that's so she's she's like as as I hinted at. She's completely given up. She returned without the dark saber, so her followers left her. The fleet, the stolen fleet that she was amassing, is gone. The followers are now using using it to be mercenaries. Mando is here because it's part of his plan. His, her plans involve retaking Mandalore. That's of interest to him because it involves going to Mandalore. But it looks like he's being blocked from getting there every which way because. She's her plans to do this are in the dust. She tells Mando something I didn't expect. She doesn't say, give me that saber or let's fight for the saber immediately. She tells him, you, you, you go lead them. I'm done. Go out and wave that sword around. They'll do anything you want. Just you, you do it. I don't care. Yeah. This really surprised me. Thoughts on this, Caitlin and Bush. It's, it's depression. And she also, I mean, we learned in season two, she, being as as ambitious as she is, she respects the the validity of the dark saber. She even if she could challenge him in that moment, I feel like she wouldn't feel like she had truly won it just from this one off. Like, oh, you're here now. Let's fight. I'll maybe take it from you again. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she's depressed. She's not feeling like she has deserved the honor that she's had in the past. And she's she's tired. And girl, Bo-Katan, same. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a yeah. cycle with her, isn't it? Because we've seen this after the death of Satine. Absolutely. And the spiraling down, she had to retake and then work as hard as she could and fight against the Maldalorians and everything else. And it wasn't until Sabine brought her back really into the forefront. And obviously that didn't last. So it's really peaks and valleys with Bo-Katan Kreese, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sure is. She needs, she, she should uh, consider some medication, maybe a good therapist right there. I yeah, think well, she, you she know, should consider she's... a little trip to the mine spa down on Mandalore. There we go. You know, help I mean, that she, skin, she, let that with in. With the magic you know? water. Yeah. It's true. She walks hard. <laughs> she walks hard and not just because it's Katie Sackhoff and we know that Katie Sackhoff walks hard. Mm-hmm. But so, and it's interesting that she's, if she still buys into the thing, if she's still buying into the myth or not, because she's saying, you know, they'll you wave that around, they'll follow you. I get the feeling that she's she doesn't really buy into the myth anymore. She's mm. just it's a symbol. They'll do whatever they tell you because they buy into it. Because yeah. when she starts talking about the mines and the mythical living waters and everything, we get the idea that she doesn't buy into that myth either. Right. She is done with the mysticism, mystical side of all this. Does not care. So she says, she's like, yep, they can be found under the ruins of the city of Sindari, seen in Star Wars Rebels and other places. She also drops that the children of the Watch broke off and started their own faction before the purge ever happened. So the children of the Watch, the cult, was not a result of the purge or trying to survive. We saw splintered factions in both Clone Wars and Rebels leading further lending rather further credence to the possibility that the armorer with her little horns on the top of her helmet could have been a Maldalorian. Yes. I'm not over that. Yeah. The evidence builds. You're correct. Very much on that. Bo-Katan bids him farewell in an ominous way. Goodbye, Dinjarin. And I'm fairly sure we'll be seeing Bo-Katan again because she's billed second. It says starring Pedro Pascal Katie Sackhoff, and then goes to guest starring in alphabetical order. Oh, yeah, so, she's, she's okay. uh, a big player this season, and that's exciting. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. I'm hoping she doesn't become a villain, an antagonist or something, just because I love her. I don't want to see her die. I can see an antagonist storyline that develops once again into an uneasy allyship, friendship kind of mm. thing. I think they're always yeah. going to be kind of those, uh, uh, their their relationship is always going to be kind of very tertiary and it's going to be very unsure. Peaks and valleys. Yeah. yeah. Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. I mean, Caitlin and Bush, I feel like I already know the answer to this, but I feel like the relationship will not go will not suppress friendship. It will not go to say lovers. No, no. At most no. they will be, they will be uh, uh begrudging friends ish. Maybe yeah. there's a mutual, there will be a mutual respect there. Eventually. I think. They need yeah. each other. Yeah. I think these two need each other. It's a coming together of two, of, of two schools of thought that need to find a better way forward together. Yes. And they need, they need, they're both in a boat alone. They need to bring their boats together. There you, know you go. I mean? Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, no outer room sieges, but, um, <laughs> but maybe friendship, Matt Romano, um, thoughts on Bo-Katan and Din Djarin. 
No, I, I think you guys nailed it. My, my biggest thought here was I thought it was a little jarring that we we were left. We were on Navarro and he's like, I'm going to get the part for the IG droid. And then all of a sudden we're, we were like took a quick detour to see Bo-Katan and he's like, I want to join you. Like, I thought we were getting the part for the IG unit. So what's coming first? Are we going to fix That's the IG what I thought. unit? I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yes. Maybe he thought she had one. Yeah, like, listen, I, I loved the episode. I'm not complaining. It was great, and I'm, I'm glad that they... By the way, do you, do you have this part for Droid? No? Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, I, I'm glad that we got Bo-Katan. I just feel like she was kind of just put in the first episode here to, like, set her up, you know? Maybe yeah. that planet was on the way to wherever he's getting the part, and he thought, well, I, I'll I see Bo-Katan first. <laughs> I, I think that it's going to take some time to locate that part. Yeah. So it's like, what are we going to do in the meantime? What's another way I can get to Mandalore? What else do I need? Yeah. Um, what I feel like it would have been just like good to have a line in there when they're pulling in. Oh, this is a Groat when he's saying Grogu. This is a this is a Mandalorian castle. We're stopping here for a moment to visit an old <laughs> yeah, uh, not yeah, friend, yeah. but just like, you right. know, on our way to to find the part that will bring your nanny back to life. Like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. so, so, right, there you go. So, it, it, I still coming back to that cargo line where he says if they can't find it, no one can. But again, I was like, so they're looking for it because he just said, uh, "What if I go and get it and bring it? Will you do it then?" So yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm. I guess I'm a little. I'm easily confused. We know we're this. we're yeah. setting up the missions of the sea of the first half of the season thus far. We're yeah. we're uh, we're figuring out the memory circuit for IG Eleven. We're dealing with the fallout from from uh, Bo Katan losing her followship. Uh, we're going into uh, him having to go back to Mandalore to bathe in the spa waters of magic hood, whatever. Yeah, we're we're setting up we're setting up our entire storyline. Yeah, yeah, and then don't forget the, the pirate adventure, the, the crazy high sea adventures and then of the, the pirate the adventure. Yeah, and they do all of this in thirty eight minutes. Yeah, no, it's it's. I think you're right. I think it's serving up here. Here are all of our avenues. And again, a lot of what's in this episode is in the trailer. I'm, I'm, we already talked about this a little last week, Matt. I'm, I, I can see them easily using up every, all the trailer stuff early on. As they For always all we do. know, next episode of Sokotano will show up and be like, yep, here's that droid part. Um, <laughs> And by the way, yeah, and oh, and here's an Anzel. And, and have you met, have you gotten his name? His name is Babu Frick. And also, uh, this is my buddy uh, Ezra as Ezra Bridger. Like, have you met him yet? By the way, yeah. It's like <laughs> I'm alive. Was there ever any doubt? <laughs> um, anyway, parting shots on this episode before we move on. Caitlin Ambush. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. I was so surprised by how much they fit into such a small amount of time. When I logged on Disney Plus this morning, I fully expected like you know, 62 minutes for an episode kind of thing. And then I was like, 38. That is an incredibly uh, bite-sized version of what I was expecting from what we had today. And then, as we mentioned, we still fit in all of these crazy storylines that is setting up at least the first half of the season. So I I enjoyed myself very much. Caitlin Ambush enjoyed herself. Matt Romano, did you? Oh, I very much enjoyed myself. Like Caitlin said, they packed in so much into this episode. Two quick things I'm going to mention that we're going to move on because I know we're running. But the Paz Vizsla and that kid, something connection, connection there, son, mm. foundling, 
He seemed a little another, protective of the boy. Another in the house of Vizsla, you think? Okay. Yeah, but then how, but then I got thinking about how they, how is he like his son? It's got to be a foundling because of the mask. You can't take the mask off. A lot of clanking. You know, how do they have kids? That's right. Went down that whole avenue of thought. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's got to so be a foundling, it, right? They have, a, they have a phrase for that. It's okay. there is a way. Yeah, <laughs> there is a way. Oh, okay, great. No. And then, and then lastly, I'll say about that scene, that kid, Kid Mando getting that helmet, my dream of dreams fruition uh, pr- uh, prophecy is coming true. The Yoda baby, Grogu, is getting a helmet by the end of this we'll season. He'll get a helmet. No doubt. No doubt. Absolutely. Okay. He's getting I, one. We'll go over his little you ears. All little ears. He's sticking out. Since yep. day one, you've been on this. I've been on it. And it's going to happen. He's going to get a helmet. And I still support it to this yeah. day. Yeah, Aside from that. you just wanting all, every youngster in Star Wars to have a hat. Like, <laughs> oh man, I'm worried about these kids' heads, Brian. <laughs> He's Someone's a father, damn it. Be. Are you worried about the heads or are you more concerned about fashion? <laughs> uh, a little bit of both. Column A, column B, you know. Okay, you fair enough. I ha- I'm glad you answered the question. <laughs> um, well, with that little fascinating tidbit, we're going to go to break, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Don't turn us off. Hey, Brian. What? Just saying hey. All right. While I have your ear, have you checked out Return of Pod.store recently? No. Well, you should. There are a number of fine new items for sale. Is this a commercial? It is a commercial. Merchandising. Merchandising. Merchandising! Merchandising! Do you like our different artwork based off of which show we're covering each season? If you visit the store, you can buy mugs and other wonderful things with that artwork. Bad Batch. Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, collect them all. I don't want to. Yes, you do. Don't forget about t-shirts and hoodies. We're adding new versions all the time. Want to really get the mini boats message out? Return to the pod.store is here for you. I wish poison was here for me. The store doesn't sell that, but it does have notepads, stickers, and everything else I've already talked about. Is this over? Visit return to the pod.store today. Get caught up in it. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pod, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And as always, many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats, y'all. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. We're back, and that's going to take us into covering episode 11 of Star Wars The Bad Batch. They call themselves the Bad Batch. Wow! This is the first first time we were doing this Damn. two episode. I, we did Resistance Roundup in the <laughs> in the early days of the old show. Yeah, but that's not quite the same thing. This yeah. is there. There is a lot packed into this particular Bad Batch. <laughs> so this is a lot. Uh, so this episode is also brand new. We don't want to spoil you for this, so we're going to sound the spoiler klaxon one more time. Sound it. And here we go into a new segment called Bad Batch Roundup. Good soldiers pull up orders. Cavalry has arrived. Whoa! Hey, here we go. That's We're right, Buckaroos. Right. I'm back. I'm the old <laughs> cowboy. Used to talk about resistance. Now I'm on another show talking nope. about the Bad Batch. Nope. Episode 11 of season nope. two. Also, nope. 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 Did I get a nope? Okay. That's a nope. Um, Premiered on Disney Plus on March 1st, titled Metamorphosis. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to be doing the voices anymore. I know that um, 
<laughs> annoy some people. Um, Caitlin M. Bush has not seen this episode yet, but you said you're okay with us discussing it anyway. True? I am. Please do. I am thrilled to listen to y'all's takes on it. Like I was after listening to last week's episode when I could not be here. Matt Romano, you have seen it. Yeah, I have seen it. And I think, you know, we're going to come back to Bad Batch. We said this before, but like we'll yeah. do a, a, a whole episode dedicated to wrapping up the Bad Batch when it ends. But weekly, we're going to let Brian uh, take the lead. Well, yeah, we don't want to we don't want to make it seem like we're giving Bad Batch short shrift because it's a yeah. wonderful show. A lot of people work very hard on it and we're big fans of it. So it's not like, and let's just get this other thing secondarily out of the way. It wasn't like that with Resistance either. We like that show. We like that show as well. So this is, it's just, this is it, what we can do. We can't do two shows a week. So we're doing this. Bad Batch will be given its due. And especially with an episode like this, there is more discussion to be had. Anyway, here's <laughs> everything that went on. This episode was loaded with clone commandos, which was no. Nothing that was just fun to see. I, yeah, I'm a fan yeah. of clone commandos. I know a lot of uh video Star Wars video game enthusiasts are also. Nala Say are everyone's favorite Kaminoan scientist still alive, and we find out so is Lama Sue. Dr. Hemlock, a new character, hits the scene played by Jimmy Simpson, and he is telling Nala Say what the Emperor wants from her. And I thought this was about force sensitive cloning. Yeah, obviously. But, yeah. Wow, was I wrong? <laughs> it was not. However, no, no. However, just be wrong. Just stand there in your wrongness and be wrong and get used to it. Ooh, you're wrong. Look at that. Now, we'll get to what it was actually about in a minute. The batch has almost had it up to here with Sid. They're about as done with her as we are, and <laughs> they're ready to leave her in the dust. They follow up on a tip of hers anyway. One last job, maybe. I'm thinking, yeah, because they're full on saying, "Why don't we do this and then just leave?" And mm -hmm. so they're not so much talking. Are we going to leave her? It's how. Is right. what we're talking about now. And the look on Hunter's face is just defeated. It's a lovely animated moment of performance. They go to a damaged ship and it turns out to have a Kaminoan lab on board. And there's this creature that feeds on electricity and it's causing mayhem. And every time it does, it gets bigger. And mm. Tech is the one who says it as it gets bigger and starts looking familiar. Hunter, the creature is the same species that attacked Coruscant during the war. You must not let it get near the power grid, or it will increase exponentially in size. That's right. It's a Zillow beast. <laughs> Mind blown. Good, good. Incredible. Could not believe this. This was incredible. That's a good call. I really Fantastic. Yeah. I thought I really didn't expect on a on a two show day like this, didn't expect Bad Batch <laughs> to come along and decide we're going to hit back hard. Oh, you think we're dispensable? Get a load of this <laughs> for fans of the Clone Wars. This is nuts because in season two of the Clone Wars, you'll remember the episode. The Zillow Beast strikes back. Then Chancellor Palpatine orders the beast to be cloned. It's like you want to clone the beast. And that was never addressed. Open ended. All these years later on another show, they are finally following up on it. Incredible. And I can't believe it. Yep. They've they won. tried to do it, brought it to the Kaminoans and not going well. The Batch tries to contain the beast. The Empire arrives so they don't kill it. Once again, they capture it. They also round up an entire village that saw it. And who knows? They're probably just going to go whack them somewhere. The Batch got away, though. They saw it. 
and they realize the empire doesn't want to end cloning. They're looking at this and they're saying they're trying to sweep it under the rug by then Chancellor Palpatine, but this is still going on. They don't want to end cloning. They destroyed Camino or pulling all this other stuff because they want to control cloning. And this has all kind of kinds of ramifications. Hunter has all of the data on the clone Zillow beast and all of this evidence as to how long, how long this been going on ever since the Clone Wars season two. And tech has amassed it. Send the data to Echo and Rex. See what they can find out. And immediately I'm like fist in the air. I'm like, yep. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> uh, former Prime Minister Lama Sue then arrives at, at on Tantus where this uh, Imperial facility is, which we saw in season one. He talks with Dr. Hemlock. Nala say will not comply. Lama Sue proves to be a slippery bastard out to only <laughs> help himself. And he says to control Nala say, you got to capture one particular clone girl, Matt Romano. Who could he be talking oh, about? Who could it be? Who could it be? Omega? Oh, oh you're nuts. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> okay. Sound the hot take alarm. I think it's Omega. I think he's talking about Omega. I think he's talking about Omega. Yeah, I think we're yeah. we're we're entering the end game of the series season. <laughs> Do you want to try that again? Yeah. Okay. We're no, entering I, I like the, the way end. it was. I like it the way it was. So now we have a clone Zillow beast that is still alive. An ongoing Kaminoan cloning conspiracy, and the Empire now—not the Kaminoans, but the Empire out for Omega, all of this into the mix. And Hunter, at the end of this episode, looked like he has finally found true purpose at last. I thought this whole episode was great. Thoughts on it, Matt Romano? Yes, I agree. Great episode, moving the story along. And, you know, also, I got to say, and this deserves more time to be discussed, but I have a feeling we know now why... The Mandalorian and the Bad Batch are premiering at the same time. We always speculated mm. it was weird that they were kind of overlapping with shows. But I think this whole clone arc in the Bad Batch and the clone stuff going on in the background of the Mandalorian cloning big deal I mean, post Return of the Jedi leading up to Rise of Skywalker. I just feel like something's about to break, you know, also look, the Obi-Wan cloning scenes. Matt, you you love a cloning uh, been theory. Talking about it since the beginning. You're known for this. I just yes. feel like it's a thing. It's a big thing. It's like, I don't uh, disagree. I don't Something's gonna happen. And also, Sid sucks. I hate Sid. Can we just like <laughs> move on from Sid? That Sid? That's sucks. my second thought, and that's I think it. We yeah. covered that last week. <laughs> All right, good. We did. Yeah, yeah. And again, no no slight to Rhea Perlman. I also like that she's like she gets a little sassy. She's like, "Don't threaten me like that, bandana." It's yeah, like we're gonna see. It's like <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I saw. I think one of our listeners also um, had the take that they're gonna find that somehow Sid is complicit in this. Somehow. I yeah, I thought that was a wonderful take, amazing yeah. take. And yeah. I, I I think the honeymoon's over with Sid and the Bad Batch. It's been over for us with us for a while. This is again just because we we don't like the character in the world. If I was right. in the Star Wars world and met Sid, I'd be like, screw you. Outside of it. <laughs> You know, it's Rhea Perlman as a as a Trandoshan woman. It's fun. So right. Yeah. <laughs> we saying fun, screw right. Sid. We're not saying yeah. what, what a bad character. But no, like you, Matt Romano. Yes, it's it, I I th- I believe it's time for them to move on from Sid. They may feel differently. They're characters. They're they're teenagers with attitude. I don't but know. yeah, but but also they, they, you know they tease this also that you know Sid knows who they are. She has a lot of leverage. I think we're 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 entering towards a a, a Sid confrontation. 
Yeah, I think I think it's Tech who says we have to be careful. She knows all about us. Yeah, she knows all everything mm. about us. And yeah, she could be very dangerous because juicy for the, for the right price. A tangled web. We, yeah, we know that the uh, in terms of how big the empire's pocketbook is, <laughs> that it's pretty big. You know, <laughs> it's a big pocketbook. <laughs> it is. They okay. make really big things. Uh, cost money. Yeah, they can make big death ball go boom, boom. <laughs> boom. Um, okay, well, that's going to do it for Bad Batch Roundup, but we'll be back next week, and that's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. On Twitter just today, Natron97 wrote to us, if there isn't a seismic mind charge for what happened in this last Bad Batch, going to be a bit disappointed. Well, you got it. As soon as I realized what they were doing and that that was, in fact, a Zillow beast, I was already planning for a good old mind blown. So our (laughs) thoughts were definitely in alignment there. Also on Twitter, Liz Booth wrote to us about the Pergil, saying, if there's Pergil, they must be introducing EB in this season. They have to. I don't think that they were talking about E.B. Farnham from Deadwood. I think E.B. <laughs> means Ezra Bridger. Oh, I thought it was Emmett Personally, Brown. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Ezra Bridger, but okay, you, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you all live in your realities. You know. Yeah, that makes I'm sense. I was going to say, there were time <laughs> Um I am at, so personally, I, I see this as planting the live-action Pergil and for use in the Ahsoka series and not this yeah. one. I mm-hmm. think if, Ezra's going to debut. It'll be in Ahsoka. But yep. who knows? I think it, 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 it's going to be Thrawn. And then the Purgles are just there to show you that's how Thrawn's alive. Just to make that connection for the viewers that know. Mm. Like you're going to get so, a glimpse of Thrawn. Mm. And it's like, okay, the Purgles are real. And they he lived. So you're really laying down the shovel on this. Because we got into a little last week. You're, you're saying Thrawn reveal is going to happen in season three of Mando. Yes. Either it is early this Spicy. season or like the button of this season. We are seeing that Thrawn, it's happening. Ooh. And are you are you hoping it's Lars Mickelson? Absolutely, I'm, I am. Of course I am. Yeah. Thoughts on on Pergil, Ezra Bridger, Thrawn, Lars Mickelson, Caitlin M. Bush? I'm excited. We love Pergil. Uh, I also agree. I don't think we're going to see Ezra in this series, but we have been wrong before. We know? sure have. That's fair, so, Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm always willing to admit defeats uh, in in our in our. Incredibly intelligent fan theories, but we'll, we'll <laughs> cross that bridge. We'll burn that bridge when we come to it, as my, as my friend says. What a wonderful tweak of that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> On Instagram, we got a fun message from Wyatt Paisley, who described a conversation they had with a friend. The friend said, that's every 14 years, like Geode's mating season. And Wyatt responded, 12. 14. <laughs> oh and man, 12 love. years. Yikes. <laughs> well, it's it it's it's riffing. I I I did forgot how long Geode's mating mating season lasts, which is of course Geode from the High Republic, but I love that they took it to a a Han line from Force Awakens because it just <laughs> reminded me it's like Kessel running 14 14 parsecs. 12. 14. <laughs> oh, I I see. I was more fixated on the it could take yeah. a rock 12 years to mate, you know, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's that's I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> you, know, they, 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 you know, it's a rock. Okay. Anyway. Okay. 
Yeah, great. Um, there was a lot more on our socials, but that's all I have. Uh, Matt Romano, is there anything in the mailbag? Yeah, Brian. Uh, only one thing in the mailbag, and this might have to be a thing since we've been uh, pulling clips from the old show. Um, but a, a listener uh, wrote in, uh, Aubrey, and he said, hey, Starbinger crew, longtime listener of the show and the old show. You guys are awesome. I've been my only Star Wars friends for the past few years. Remember the bet about Minister Tua's hat? I know it hasn't quite been three years yet, but just thought it would be fun. Keep up the great work you do. So I didn't remember the bet. Wait, the bet or the bit? No, it was a bet on uh, Minister Tua's hat. You know, Mr. Minister Tua from yeah, Rebels? Sounds a big cone hat. You don't have to, you don't have to minister, minister Tua hats, blame me. <laughs> okay, let me, let, me, let me play the clip. Let me play the clip. Please. Caitlin, how much money in the real world would it take? For you to wear that hat for an entire day out in public. For an With entire regular, day. Regular clothes, not the rest of the outfit, just like your regular clothes. And you don't know the day. The, your regular clothes. And then I come along and say, today's the day. And I put that hat on you. And for the rest of the day, in public, in front of probably people you're interviewing and everything. And when they ask about it, you can't say it's part of a bet. Oh, I can't say it's part of a bet. My, my, no. my, it was going to be pretty low at first. Yeah, you have to say, no, it's just my fashion choice for today. If anyone asks, I'd ask that you pay my my rent for a month. Okay, somebody get us that hat. We're gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a statement. It makes a statement. You know? Yeah, it certainly like, does. None of this. Not, this is not a quarantine based deal. This is once everything, like in three years, when everything's back open again, we're doing this because everyone's gonna remember the big Caitlin Bush minister to a hat bet of 2020 <laughs> um what a weird divergence anyway that's that's nowhere in my notes anyway um it is now <laughs> so brian does the bet still stand all these years later should we make that happen finally because caitlin you're using a, a month off huh and i will go you on further here 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 are the stakes of the bet I don't wait. I have to pay her rent one month. One month. She got to wear the hat for one All day. Right, yeah, totally worth it. For, yeah. for and she has to wear it for a day. For a day. Well, first off, I would really want to thank this listener for remembering <laughs> that. Yeah. I also want to just thank them generally for caring and <laughs> for being there and the very nice things you said. That's really heartwarming. That that you remember things like this. Yeah. The bet absolutely stands. Here's the thing though. Look, Caitlin Brian, will give have me, to fashion. Give me a hat. Get me a hat. No, it's, yeah. it's on. I, I, I am not, I do not have to get the hat. You have to find the <laughs> oh, hat. Oh, see that now it's a lot more work for Caitlin. Yeah. I supply the money this if you do it, but you, you supply the hat. Um, that's a fair, that, that is I'm a just going to watch and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, I, and I get to choose the day. Oh, see, and that's, have access and have access to your planner. So I that see that was not part of the initial bet. I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling. I'm calling. Nope. No take backsies. I assure you, my intentions are sincere. No, I'm. I want to pick a day where it's oh, interview with Sebastian Stan. Yep, <laughs> that's the day. <laughs> All right, so we'll check on this uh, next week or down the line. We'll check in on this. Yeah, but Aubrey. Thank you, Aubrey. Uh, uh, Aubrey, you have given me such a gift, and I am in, I'm in no way kidding. Thank you. Bless you. Aubrey, many boats. 
Um, we'll be coming back to this. Make no mistake about that. Uh, well, in any case, we're going to buckle off, but join us again next week for continuing coverage of The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. As well as The Bad Batch. They call themselves The Bad Batch. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Return of the Pod. You can find our website at returnofthepod.net, where you can leave voicemails, messages, visit returnofthepod.store, where you can find all kinds of merchandising. 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 You can also support the show at buymeacoffee.com slash return of the pod. Every now and then you can find Caitlin M. Bush directly where? You can find me like a pergol in the in the ether at at Caitlin M. Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M. Bush like the beer, not like the presidents. And also scouring Minister to a hats for sale.com <laughs> later tonight. Somebody's got one. Matt Romano, you can be found where? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Matt Romano, M A T T R O M A N O. Sebastian Stan can be found looking at Caitlin during an interview, wondering why she's wearing that Minister to a hat. <laughs> and I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and my ever growing letterboxed. People are having so much fun. Over at my letterbox. Oh my god! Listeners yeah. have been joining oh me over god. there. I'm sure it's they a, have. Been. I believe it. That's what it's yeah. a lot of fun. Cool. Um, it's fun. And all of it's at Brian Silliman. <laughs> That's at B R I A N S is in Sky Guy I L L I M A N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, and give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them. Take a chivy and remember, hope is like the sun. Only believe in it when you can see it. You'll never make it through the night. Many boats and be the spark.